very special vacation episode of the Mandarin Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Vecchia. Ooh, that's good. Being here in Italy. Yes. Trying to use the feminine form of the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've had an outrageous time here. The last time we recorded was uh, before school was out. And uh, we're now about nine days into our epic summer vacation in Europe. Yes. Hi. And there's Luke. The kids are in the background. Uh, You may hear them occasionally chime in. We're in a... The Pisa Tower Hotel here in Pisa, Italy. And um, we went to the tower today and yesterday. Yes, we did. Walked all around Pisa. I, um, well, Phil took a pretty epic picture of me holding up the Tower of Pisa with my foot. So go check that out. Got a good response from that. Yeah. Maybe you should post that in the Facebook group. In the Facebook group. Sounds good. Okay, so here's what I think we should do. We're going to run through very briefly the events leading up to our trip, and we'll go through like a little chronological what we've done so far and any good stories. Um, But before we do that, we have one letter we need to get to that has been sitting here waiting for (laughs) like three weeks while we uh, did all our stuff here. So I have one thing to say. Okay. I'm, I'm going to help you out with this. Okay. Because I know how OCD you are. Yeah. But you did not say the episode number. That's true at the beginning. And you always do. I always do. But I did specify it you as did a very special, a special episode. special episode. But I know you'll still put the episode number. Yeah. It still counts as an episode. And I'm just helping you. I'm helping you for the future. All right. Because I know how... Much that will bug you if you don't say the episode number. All right. Well, for um, the purposes of maintaining our consistency, I think there might have been one episode early on that we didn't say it as well. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, Or there might have been one. There might have even been one we said the wrong episode. I don't know. You Um, always check. I do. I'm not sure. But for consistency, this is episode 58. Episode 58. Of the Mandarin Orange Show. Phew, now we got that out of the way. we got that out of the way. Now you can go into it. All right, well, so before we get to the rest of it, we've got some mail. You got mail. All right, so Lane, a previously anonymous Canadian friend, wrote us an email, and he writes, MXPX is coming to my city for the first time in 15 years or more. And they're playing at the same location that my band, Chairface, played our last gig at. I think I get to retire now. Uh, he also, the title of, or the subject of his letter was, I'm super legit. Yeah, anywhere where you play the MXPX is playing. That's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. Let's see. Uh, did any of my bands play somewhere MXPX played? I did a show at Chain Reaction. Which I'm sure at some point MXPX came through there. A lot of bands have played there. Um, That's probably like the biggest venue that I ever did a live show at that people would have heard of. Yeah. Chain Reaction is is like the biggest all-ages club in Orange County. Did MXPX ever play Biola? Not that I know of. 
Um, but it's possible, I suppose. Anyway, go on. Keep reading his letter. So that's super cool. Um, at this point, I don't know if they've already come and gone. But man, as you know, Brendan and I had a great time uh, doing MXPX show uh, not too long ago. So yeah. you're in for a treat. So he, politics. he continues, I applied to nine different open postings in my in my school board today. Pray for me, please. Well, this was three weeks ago, so we're hoping in retrospect that everything went well. Yes. And um, that you have that a you job. had a job, so let us know how that went. Um, I know how stressful that is. Been there, done that. And um, just keep it up. Every interview you go to is one step closer to finding your spot, your niche. So um, that's my advice. Don't get down. No. My other advice is to cry in an interview. You do always cry in your interviews. But that might not work for everybody, I guess. That's, I, I mean, I don't know if that works across the board. I always get the job when I like, have to ask for a Kleenex. It's legitimate, though. Yeah. You, you can't, like, fake it. Yeah. I, they, you know, certain school districts ask some really thought-provoking questions that bring me back to um, times in my life that make me emotional. So, yeah. Anyway, so if you can show your passion and your joy and that it's not just a job to you, it's something more... Um, that's how you can really nail a teaching job interview. So keep us posted on that. All right, continuing. I'm playing the trumpet at my cousin's wedding on Saturday and was reminded of what a stick in the mud (laughs) Phil is at weddings. Not dancing and acting all crudmudgeonly. Curmudgeonly. Curmudgeonly. I'm disappointed, Phil. Back to playing the trumpet. Well, before that, I that's okay. Everyone thinks so. I'm not a weddings guy. I'm not a dancing guy. I'll mosh pit, like, occasionally, but it's been a few years on that even. But, yeah. I made the mistake of bringing him to a wedding a week before ours. Yeah. That was a real treat. You should sure have was. seen what a sour puss he was. Daddy, you're not a dancing person? I, I'm, I'm not at weddings. I'm not a dancing person at weddings. I like dancing with you guys, though. Yeah. You've danced with them since they were babies. That's right, but that's different. He just doesn't like to dance in public. That's my kids. I like to dance with my kids. <laughs> um, so back to playing the trumpet. This marks the fifth consecutive family wedding. I've been asked to do some music at my brother's wedding, Lyle, and I sang a Jars of Clay song. And I played the guitar at my sister's wedding. I arranged a version of a Backstreet Boys song to be sung in a lovely seven-part harmony both of my sister, at both of my sister-in-law's weddings. I have set up the sound system and ran the DJ booth, now playing the trumpet for my cousin to walk down the aisle to. I know you played at your own wedding, but are you... At Asked to play and sing at other people's weddings regularly. Let's see. Well, we've a, a few different times have had things. We, you and I, played and sang together at your mom's wedding. 
Right, but that was like 12 years ago. Well, I'm not saying like all the time, but I'm That's saying... That's not really regularly. Not, no, definitely not regularly. Um, I can't but remember you what do I... DJing. Well, I played stuff. guitar in our friend Chuck's wedding. It was a long time ago, but that was like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like 18 years ago or something. Um, so what do you call regularly? No, okay, what, the answer is... a decade? The answer is no, not regularly, but yes, sometimes we have, a few times. Um, I've done sound slash DJing stuff at a ton of weddings, Um Usually it's just like a for pay thing. I've done it for a couple of friends and things like that. But usually, you know, I rent out my sound system and my services. Right. Um, I haven't done that as much lately. The last time I did that was what was that like three years ago? Something like that. Um, because you know I've just been busy with other stuff, but have done quite a few weddings over the years. Um, so I don't mind them if I'm getting paid to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, even then, it's like. It's a stress because this day is, you know, idealized by by so many different people and it has to go perfect. And as a DJ or a musician or somebody in the wedding, you have so much stress coming down on you from multiple family members, the bride, well, especially the groom. In the, especially in the DJ position because you're yeah. kind of running the show. You also often act as the MC and right. kind of... You know, tell everyone when is what's happening, and so you're the focal point for you know stress if people aren't right. happy with how things are going. Um, people so come up to you and ask questions about the wedding, right? So you kind of like have to be like everything. the information booth for the whole thing, which is fine. Like I, I don't mind it, but it definitely is a little more stressful of a sound job than like doing sound for bands and stuff because that's just fun and you know it's it's just a lot more laid back. What was that DJ's name at Kiki and Tim's wedding? Oh, I don't remember, but he was hilarious. He was fantastic. So goofy. And I, when I do DJ at weddings, I'm very much more in the background. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, not which the, like, that's what the bride, party. I think, prefers. I've been a bride. I wouldn't have wanted a showboat DJ. Because a lot of times you get that where they're trying to do a show and it's... It's you want to make the show be about yeah, the you bride want to and be groom. In the background. Right. So you you want to you know keep your input into it as light as possible. That's right. that's always been my approach. You know, right. maybe a light joke here or there, something like that. But for the most part, you are just there to be. Hey, here's what's going on, and let's hear it for them, and you know, get the business done because right. they're the focus of it. Um. Um. Well, let me just wrap this up. It says, seriously pray for me. Being the sole breadwinner and being a substitute teacher is rough. Yeah, well, for real. I, we. Uh, You've definitely done that before. I, I have. Being a substitute teacher, sole breadwinner. Before Janelle got her teaching credential, I actually made the most money in the family. Yeah. And uh, it was... You know, now we didn't have kids at the time. Who wants to marry a ten thousand heir? Oh yeah, I sure did. I was the wealthy one in our <laughs> relationship in that regard. I think when we got married, Janelle owed me like four hundred bucks because she would probably always borrow more. probably more because she'd always borrow money so she could pay her rent. I am horrible with my money, and Phil's 
a cheapo and we have like balanced each other. Um, I've made, made him spend a little more money, hence being in Italy right now. And on the I, trip of our dreams. I spent the whole euro on a souvenir today. You did spend a whole euro. Because uh, being here at the Tower of Pisa, they had the little, uh, all the stands out in front of the Tower of Pisa and along the walk there are just like they show in Superman 3. Just like. I just we just watched the clip in the room here where Superman gets poisoned by the bad kryptonite and turns like evil Superman and so he flies over and it shows this guy at the souvenir stand with all the leaning tower pieces little like little statue models that he's selling and Superman as a bad guy pushes up the tower so it's straight so the guy's all upset and he smashes all the things that he has and then a scene later and it shows him with the towers again but now he's got all these you know straight models and so that he can sell them to people and he unwraps all his new stuff and then now superman's good and he pushes it back to the original angle it was at and now the guy's got to smash all of his stuff again it's great one a classic scene from a classic movie yeah. and i got one just from the stand that looks just like it in the movie yeah. so so I spent a, a euro on I think that. That was worth a euro. I do too. Like right now, um, translates to about a dollar and eleven a set, eleven cents. Well, when I saw the dollars, when I saw the two euro ones walking up, I was tempted, but I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna spend two euros on that. But then when I saw the one euro ones, it was great. And then as we were walking away, Matthew saw 90-cent ones. That was me. Oh, you saw those? Don't give Matthew credit. Oh, sorry, Matt. You don't get credit for that. That was Janelle. That was Janelle. Yeah, 90-cent. But maybe the 10-cent, 10, 10 euros more was What's a little a, higher quality. Are they cents? Is it a euro cent? I don't think it's cents. I don't, it doesn't say cents on the euro. I don't know. Well, 10. It says, like. Uh, I don't know. I have to look at it. We got a lot to learn here. This is only our first full day in Italy. Yeah. Um, we flew here yesterday. Well, I think we should get to the bulk. Let's get of to our, the bulk of the podcast here. This is uh, my vacation pants, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's put it all into that. All right. Put on your vacation pants. So, um, real quick, before we left... Just any stories you want to tell about the end of the school year leading up to it? Well, you should probably tell them about the gardener. Yeah, this is true. Well, we I had to do something I was not thrilled about, but we're going to be gone for a month. I just, you know, finished cleaning up all my weeds and stuff and avoiding the weed abatement notice that I got. Didn't get fined, just the notice like, hey, make sure you get them cleaned up. And if we're gone for a month and I don't touch the yard, well, guess who's going to be getting a ticket? And this guy, this guy, my whole family is here with us on this trip. Brendan, uh, even though I tried to bribe him and had no interest in going over and mowing my lawn and cleaning up all the stuff. So I had to hire gardeners to come to our house. And it's painful because I don't like to pay for things that I can do That's myself. That's cheap side coming out. But uh, we wound up, uh, I talked to our neighbors who have some guys that come and clean up their house. And talk to him and arrange for us to have him come to our house it costs a hundred dollars for them to come once a week for four weeks while we're gone you might get used to this life no way i mean it'll be nice momentarily but i'm not paying someone to do our yard that's crazy talk i think that sounds wonderful he's a nice guy 
think about all the TV shows we could watch and all the fun we could have. We still do that. I still get plenty of time to do that. No, you just let us get weed abatements, and then it's like, okay, guys, uh, put your shoes on. Put your yard shoes on. Uh, we're going to go out and weed for a few hours here this afternoon because, you know, the sun's coming down. It's good. Our kids need a little chore time. Um, and that happens, you know, every... Sometimes it's like four weeks before your weed abatements do. Sometimes... You have to do us. You have us do the weed thing, weeding thing, like two weeks before the weed abatements do. Well, you don't want to do it too early, or they'll all grow back again by then. <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of painful, but we did that. Um, the kids had their end of school year. Luke graduated kindergarten, and Audrey graduated from second grade. I was not really graduated, no, but promoted. No, I don't think we talked about Luke's. Play. Well, that's right. We I think we talked about Audrey's last year, didn't we? Yeah, and we talked about... I remember we said we knew he was getting picked for it, but... Yeah, so Luke had his play selected for the Imagination Machine. Um, one of... Well, there was only eight from the whole school that were picked and only two kindergartners. And, um, and we kept waiting because they do, like, little... Um, they do a play. Skits, right. Yeah, they, they, they write a little... story, and then these guys put together a play, and they act them out, and it's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and we like keep waiting. We keep putting the video camera on every time they start a new scene. And it turned out they saved his just like they did with Audrey's for the very last and grand um, finale. They did like a whole musical number, and the story of it basically, in short, was that it was about Luke and Audrey, so they had adults playing them which they thought was funny. And they were, in the story, they argue over whether they should play video games or go out and play princesses. But, Luke, come over here. The the most amazing part, which Luke says he did not write into the story. Yeah, in the original story, he just said they argued about video games. Yeah, but what video game did they argue about? Zelda! That's right, that's right. They talked about The Legend of Zelda. And it was great. There's this whole music number. And the funniest part is that they're all singing. They're singing back and forth. Luke, Audrey, Audrey Luke. So all Audrey. the all the kids in the school, all the teachers knew who it was and who it was about because it was Luke and Audrey. Yeah, this the play was called Luke and Audrey. Yeah. So. And I guess I, the like the day of the play and the day after because it happened right before school got out. People kept coming up to Luke and Phil and Audrey because she was the she, star of the play. Right. And, oh, my gosh, your play was amazing. What a great play. Because in the end, they learned to compromise. And yeah, in the end, they, a lesson they separate. And Luke plays video games and realizes he doesn't have anyone to tell about his cool accomplishments. So he goes out and find, finds Audrey, who's playing... A princess out in the yard by herself and he then they find a magic penny or a lucky penny and they decide to flip the coin and see what they're going to do so they flip it it comes up heads for luke and so they're going to play video games but he decides to compromise and says that he'll play princesses with audrey if she's zelda right it's great it's great so phil got the whole thing on video it's going to be a treasured memory spectacular um, let's see. Any other stuff? Um, Audrey. Luke and Audrey both got 
awards like yeah, crazy. Yeah, academic awards. So that was great. And then, you know, you had your last couple days of school. and That was a whirlwind. You got out Friday. It was your last day. Yeah. I and, had, um, well, I, my last day with kids was Thursday. Right. And um, the day after on Friday, during my pupil free day, I had a parent text me through this app called Remind. You don't, like, have to give your phone number out, um, but it comes to, like, your email. And I got a text from a parent saying that their child was so sad that I was no longer their kid's teacher, that he just couldn't stop crying, and she didn't know what to do, and he was so emotional. And she's like, I just want you to know the impact you had. And you just, like, changed his life, and he'll always remember third grade, and it just made me teary-eyed. But anyways, I gave the mom, like, you know, I said, oh, that's so sweet, and said, you know, told her how much I enjoyed having her son in class, and that, um, you know... I said, if you want to follow our adventures this summer, you know, you can follow me on social media. So she, she started her following her adventures and she's like, you know, stuff. I was like, show them what we're up to this summer. So you're even self-promoting with your students and your parents. There. Well, hey, ABP, always be promoting. <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> okay, Joey from Friends. When in Rome. <laughs> you said when in Pisa. You yeah, know that old saying. That's an intentional play on words, not a mixed <laughs> metaphor. Well, anyway, um, so your last day was Friday. Then Saturday, we actually had something, um, which we're going to do a slight detour in subjects because this is important. Okay. The Saturday, right before we left to go on our trip, mm-hmm. we saw Captain Underpants in the theater. Oh, yeah. Movie time. Anyway, I just had to mention this because it's such a great movie. And if we can get the word out, it's way better than I expected it to be. Not that I didn't wasn't looking forward to it. I thought it'd be a fun movie to see with the kids, but it was like legitimately a hilarious, really well made movie. What did you think? I really enjoyed it and I'm not even into kid movies. Or anim- Janelle refuses to watch movies that are animated, period. Right. So you know if she likes an animated movie that it's excellent. Right. And it was excellent. Like, it was very high quality, and you already found out it's doing well, right? So, I mean, it's not I mean, like a blockbuster, but it's definitely made its money back, so... Luke and Audrey want to get it on DVD, and we are really hoping it does well enough to make the sequel, because, yeah. my they goodness. definitely left it open there for a sequel. Yeah, it's, it's so, so, so good. So, Luke said that was the most hilarious movie I've ever seen. I mean, I laughed harder at that than I have at most comedies we've seen in the theater <laughs> yeah. this year. Oh, yes, he Luke said he laughed his underpants his off. His underpants off. All right, well, we had to do a little detour into movie time. Back to my vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. Let's go through a little chronological tale, and if you think of any good stories, All right. chime in. So we arrived at the International Terminal on yeah. Sunday. 
So this first leg, it's you and me, Luke and Audrey, and Uncle Matthew is with us the entire time. Say hi, Uncle Matt. Hi. He's laying his bed across the room. I don't know if you can hear that or not. <laughs> um, and we flew out. And, okay, what, the first flight was like 10 hours almost? Yeah. And we did it on British Airways, which is great because... They feed you like a bunch. And they talk in British accents. They all talk in British accents. They have tea time, like official, like, oh, it's time for tea. And they bring you tea and little biscuit crackers and stuff. And what do we have for dinner? So dinner, it was between... Oh, it was like a pasta. It was between a pasta or a chicken. And I was waiting for all the, like, Jerry Seinfeld-esque, you know, like, yeah. airplane food jokes. It was really good. And it was like this huge tray with, like, multiple courses. Bread and butter and the pasta and, like, a vegetable and... And then, like, we had, um... We slept a bit and then we woke up for tea time. And then they brought breakfast. And we had, it was either omelets or full English breakfast with, like, sausage, eggs, and bacon and everything. So, of course, we got English breakfast. It was great. And they brought drinks, like, ten times during the thing. So much so that we had, like, leftover ones we brought with us and had to dump when we went through security again because we couldn't bring them on to the next flight. It was fantastic. I highly recommend British Airways. Oh, and we watched movies. I mean, they had, like, oh, yeah, the they full had the suite TV. of... You know, digital movies you could pick from, TV shows, music, video games. I thought I was going to be sleeping the whole time because it was a red eye. Nope. Stayed up all night watching movies. What'd you watch? Let's see, I watched Logan, um, which was great. Definitely not one that you'll like because it is very, very, very violent. And it's got your least favorite genre. Um, ratchet, slashing. Rash, ratchet it up. Oh, Luke, you wanted to tell us something. And I watched... I watched Ratatouille, and I watched Ratatouille, Moana, and Lego Batman movie. Ratatouille, oh, Moana, and Lego Batman. Audrey, what did you watch? I just want to tell that don't forget it was a double-decker plane. Oh, it was. It was a giant jumbo jet. What movies did you watch, Audrey? I watched, I watched Frozen Ratatouille and Lego Batman. Excellent. You guys enjoyed the show? Yeah. All right, All good, right, so good chiming in. Kids too. Yeah, um, it was really, really great. The only downside of it was I had a guy behind me that took his feet shoes off and kept rubbing his feet against the back of my legs the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how he leaned forward so far to get his feet under because there weren't like, it was had a pretty good leg room. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't I mean, great, it wasn't but it was. It was like the most comfortable coach seats I've ever been but in. He was stretched out so far, and he kept like tickling the back of my calves, and I was I just had to lay back myself and put my legs forward so that he would stop doing it every time I would straighten up but in my seat. But then you had forward lady too. Let's well, talk about forward yeah. lady because she was irritating. Again, it's not it's it was a pretty good size for what it was, but you know we were in coach. When they bring dinner out, though, you can't put your tray down because the the seats lean back farther on international flights so you can sleep. Right. So as long as your seat is back and the person in front of you is back, you have plenty of room. But if you want to sit up and eat and the person in front of you, you don't have room to put your tray down. Right. So they come by and tell everyone you got to put your your seats up because they want everyone to be able to eat. And the ladies in front of us, as she walked by, did like a fake out. Like they pretended they were putting it back, but then they put it back again, which was super irritating because not only was it back, but they weren't, they were like leaned forward forward using the, using the touch screen in front of her and stuff. 
Yeah, she was eating though. Too. Well, then too, and so I mean, like she wasn't. She had it leaned back, but was not even resting. She was just sitting up. And so when they came and brought my food, it was like, can you uh, help out? And then they made her put it up and yeah. watched her do it. So I ratted her out. That's good. She was annoying. Then like, You gotta lean forward. Put your seat up. Yeah, That's come so on. Rude. So that flight, though, aside from that, was good. So then we had a layover in London. At Heathrow. And um, I was so worried about the baggage retrieval system they've got in Heathrow. Okay. What's that from? Well, I'm sure all of our listeners know. Okay. I'm sure they don't. What? Do you think our listeners don't have an extensive collection of Monty Python vinyl? No. Well, it's a little sketch, a little song that uh, Terry Jones sings. It was at one point it was exclusive to the vinyl version of one of their albums. I don't remember which one. They've probably put it out on CD, but I don't think they ever did like a visual sketch of it. It was just an audio song, you know, the song that they put out, where he sings about all the things he's worried about, including that. And the funny part is, right after we were there, like uh-huh. the next day after we were in Heathrow, they had like a, half of the airport's baggage system went down and all these people had to fly without their luggage they could only have the whatever they could carry on in the cabin with them and so they were turning people away at the airport or making them fly without their stuff so had that happened to us we would have been either stuck in england or else had to move on without our luggage right so maybe terry jones is right (laughs) maybe maybe there's some validity to his song but we weirdly didn't know our gate number well, they don't. They didn't announce it until they don't like, announce right it until like twenty minutes before. And you know, like what area to wait in. But we wanted to do like a poop and charge. Yeah, as we do. <laughs> well, you didn't poop. No, but I was. <laughs> but you guys did. I used. I used the onesies, but not the twosies. <laughs> so I don't, do public I don't know if we've talked about poop and charge before on the show. Uh, maybe, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I don't know how much. You find a place to poop and charge your electronic devices. On vacation, especially yeah. camping trips. Yes. But um, this time in Heathrow, we did, and we were super excited. We got to use our British plug that we bought. Well, we got the only a, chance to use it. We got a, we got a three-pack par- three that had the, the United Kingdom plug, the... Um, Denmark plug and the Italy plug. Well, the Denmark one's like the general Europe one, but Italy and Switzerland have their own thing. Yeah, so... So we needed three different ones. We needed three different ones. And we got to use them all. All three of them have been used on this trip. So, um, we were sitting there, and this guy comes up. And, yeah, first he asked us, like... (laughs) And being the people we are, we are, like, on guard... Well, I just have watched too many movies, like, because he's like, oh, excuse me, um, are you guys heading to the United States? And, of course, like, the first thing I think of is, like, is someone going to try to get us to smuggle something? (laughs) Or, like, I don't know. She's very nice, but, you know, seeing too many movies. And we're like, "Um, no, we just came from the United States. And he's like, oh, well, I just, I had this SIM SIM card card. that I bought that I'm not going to use anymore. And it's got a bunch of minutes left on it. I just thought maybe it would help you out. And. We're like, oh, no, we're, you know, we're heading the opposite direction, but thank you. And then he asked if he could sit down and join us, and he was super nice. So cool. I mean, immediately after we saw him, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not what's going down. But, you know, that's what you think of. And it, it made us just, realize. It just so happens he 
um, lives in Denmark. He's from Denmark, and he he was, just visited Los Angeles. Right. And he was on our same ten hour flight out. And then he was going to be on the flight with us into Denmark, and so we wound up talking to him. I don't know. It was like an hour, hour and something. Yeah. Super nice. He told us all about Denmark. Gave us all kinds of cool places well, to we check out. To do. Some of which uh, we did. I mean, much of which we did. Went to all the places he recommended and tried some of the food he recommended. Um, and he was super, super cool. I don't know. Maybe he'll listen to our episodes. We'll have to, we'll have to tag him in the post. Uh, his name is Jacob, and he's a super cool guy. He's been, we've been kind of writing back and forth through Facebook, and, uh, you know, he's been posting videos to us, and we posted some videos back to him, and, um, he's been following along our adventures, and it's super cool. We have a friend in Denmark. We have a Danish friend. And, um, it and was... maybe a Danish podcast listener. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but it was cool because, like, it, it kind of set the stage for going to Denmark because everyone in Denmark Everybody, is so nice. There wasn't a single, like, person that we met that wasn't nice. Right. And it's, it's crazy. It's funny because it, I think it just shows that, like, our mentality as Americans that the first thing we were right. like is, oh my gosh, oh, should we be scared of this? Or, and it yeah. was just like, oh no, you just, traveling and we and wanted to meet a friend and it was it was just such a cool experience so the kids said oh we have a danish friend or no they said we have a denmark friend and so it, i don't know that's just really cool so we saw him hung out with him and then saw him on the flight briefly as we walked by him and then uh yeah we've been writing back and forth so if you're listening what's up jacob hi jacob um so yeah denmark so cool here's another example of how nice the people in denmark are uh, Matthew and I, we went to this castle, to Fredericksburg Castle, and um, we walked around the gardens. We severely underestimated how much time we would need to see right, around the place because right. it's just so huge and gorgeous. And so Matthew and I were going to run back to the car and add more money onto the, you know, the pay, the parking right. thing. But it's kind of like a labyrinth getting through the, the forests that are out there in the gardens. And so we were looking at the map and at one of the intersections or the junctions, you know, in between roads, looking to see which path we were going to take. And this teenager, you know, hip kid comes right. out. He's talking on his cell phone. I don't in remember. Danish. In, in Danish, of course. And he's like, oh, blah, 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 talking, you know, very, not tough, but just like a cool dude. And then he says, you know, like, oh, hold on a sec to the person on the phone. And then he, like, changes to English. And everyone in, in Denmark speaks almost English. speaks English perfectly. Um, and he goes, uh, Oh, can I help you guys find? Are you guys looking for something? And we're like, oh yeah, we're just trying to find the parking lot. Oh, you're gonna go down here and make a left to get right to it. Oh, thank you so, so much. And then he goes back to his phone. Hey, yeah, blah, blah. I mean, just like a cool kid, you know. But right, it just it was so different. I can't imagine like being. And I'm not saying there's no nice teenagers or anything, but it just it was a very Danish experience, which well, was fantastic. I can do you one more about vouching for the niceness of the Danish yes, people. this is the ultimate story. So, bef- like, right before we checked into a ho- hotel in Kolding, Denmark, um, I find out that I booked a room with two beds, two double beds, so that I could sleep all four of us. And then I get a message from the hotel, and we've already prepaid this, and they have our money, um, that says, like, oh, we can't, um, we don't have two beds in our rooms. So we have one room, and you can buy a single rollaway. And they're like, 
small beds, like where Janelle and I would not even fit in one right. together, really, right. you know, easily. So we like try to cancel, but we booked it through Expedia, and they said that Expedia said there was nothing they can do. And Colding, we prepaid for we it. We prepaid it, and the Colding Hotel, um, the Expedia said the manager was, you know, unwilling to bend on it, and I'm like. Ready to go in there and fight. Because we booked it. Yeah, we booked for four more people. people, and they said they don't save the number of people. You you the room you, has. You just book the room, but you're only guaranteed one bed. And we're like, that's nowhere else in Denmark or anywhere else we've ever booked has had a policy right. like that. Especially not through like a third party where you enter a number of people and expect to have. Yeah. I haven't room. been super impressed with Expedia on this trip. But they are one of the budget travel sites you can use to book internationally. Um, but I wouldn't... Yeah, that's a hesitant recommendation. Hesitant recommendation. Because we did have some good experiences with it. But And you said the customer service guy was nice, but he's basically he like, nice, there's nothing I can do. And then we later on, though, had another issue with them where they didn't pay for all three of the oh, nights. Oh, yeah, they didn't pay for all three of the nights, but the, luckily, in that case, the hotel was like, oh, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll figure out with them, but again, it was Expedia dropping the ball there. Yeah, so... Eh, so going into this, Janelle is like... I'm fired She is riled up. up. She's ready to just go tear into someone. Day. And so I go, Phil, come in with me, because Matt didn't want Matt anything to, to do with it. Matt volunteered to in the car with the kids. He did not want to be anywhere near this. So I walk in, and Phil's like, just just be cool. I'm like, I'll start cool. Yeah, but the the rage was bubbling just beneath the surface. And he's like, hello, welcome to Denmark. Um, and, and I, like, I'm like, yeah, we're checking in. He's like, oh, yes, Vecchio's. I have the room ready for you. What kind of things are you interested in seeing? And he pulls out a map and starts showing us. And he writes, like, extensive, like, posts. Well, he let us go to our room, and he's all, I'm going to write up an itinerary for you to do while you're here. And he writes up extensive notes. He was so immediately, he, like, charming and kind. He just was so nice. He disarmed Janelle entirely. She didn't even argue about the second I was like, I'll pay, I'll pay 100 DKK. As we walked away from it, she's like, I don't know what just happened, but, like, he made me not mad anymore. <laughs> I've never seen this happen before. Janelle always gets what she wants. I do, and I couldn't. He was too nice, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pay for the extra bed. Yeah, that's how nice people in Denmark are. Yeah, so it was actually a wonderful trip, and we did a lot of things that he recommended too. Yeah, which were really really fun, including going to like one of the most amazing playgrounds, Denmark. Has the best playgrounds. Yeah. Like, everywhere there are playgrounds. And it's fun because... Every fast food place has a... Every, every, yeah, and then just everywhere you go in the city, the they have big city ones. They have, yeah, in private places. It's just playgrounds everywhere. And, like, crazy awesome playgrounds. Yeah. So, um, one quick story at this one playground. Oh, Audrey's... Audrey wants to chime in on the playground. Well, we... Actually, at one of the playgrounds, there was like a theme. Like they turned a castle into a theme park, and one of the things was that we we climbed up the biggest rope climbing thing and net, Den- net climbing thing in Den in Denmark. 
is yeah. the biggest. It was like the tippy top. It was like how how tall was that, Matt? Oh, I think Matt might have fallen asleep there. It was something like thirty feet tall, though. Seriously, yeah. and they climbed up. I mean, this but thing it was wasn't insane. in feet because we were in Denmark. Oh, how many meters was that? <laughs> Ten meters. It was really huge. It was great. Um, anyway, so many fun places. But that's the thing too is like playgrounds in the United States are so like you know safe they don't have any of the cool stuff we had when we were kids there's no danger left anymore no it's like just because up at the top of this thing we all janelle and i both climbed up with the kids to the top of it it was, it was like serious scary. like if i let go right now i'm not sure like how hard would I, would, I don't know and that's not a feeling you get at a playground and States. we were at a playground but um, they had this cool little, at the Colding Playground, they had this cool little, like, car thing where you and Matt actually learned some driving Well, yeah, because it was like skills. a, it was laid out like streets, and it had all the Danish street signs and stuff, but they had little bikes and stuff to ride around on and it. The, kid, the kids would, like, pedal their little bike around and, and follow the Danish street signs. And some of the signs that we've been trying to figure out on the road, we, like, watch the kids, like, the little the Danish the kids Danish drive around, kids and we're like, like oh, oh, that's what you do with that, or that's what that means. So we learned some stuff from the playground. But, um... I they have a bike lane because I know we've told you before, but um, Denmark is like one of the most like biked places in the world. Everybody rides bikes there. Um, there's no traffic because there's no traffic. Everyone's on their bikes. Bike. It and like when we were in Copenhagen, like it was insane the amount of people on bikes. Like in a big they, city. There's, like, ten cars and then, like, 500 bikes. Yeah, and they have, like, bike freeways. They have their own, um, you know, traffic light system. They, um, people just leave their bikes. Nobody locks them. Yeah, and, like, bikes have priority on right-of-way, like, in all scenarios, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very impressive. And just to think about, like, you know what they save on like energy and like less pollution like plus everyone is in good shape in yeah like, like everybody we saw, like a guy smoking a cigarette on a bike like <laughs> they're like super in shape and they they're have like text on their bikes yeah. and they're on their phones on the bikes and they put their kids in these like crates in front but even like there's kids on bikes that like can barely walk yeah. Like, they teach them at a young age to ride bikes. So, bikes are very, very important, very prioritized. So, they're on, we're on this little playground thing. And, and they have a big bike lane. Yeah, because it's, it's you know, it really represents the what the real roads are like. And we were watching a kid, so I sit down, like, on the curb with my feet in the bike lane. And this little... Well, I jokingly was like, uh, yeah. better not put your feet in the bike lane. They take their bikes very seriously. I'm like, here. yeah, yeah. And then this kid comes running up to me. I mean, he's on his little, like, bike pedaling towards me, and he's saying something in Danish. But he's, like, yelling, like, out of the way. Out of the way, way, like, in Danish. He's doing, like, sound effects and stuff. And and he, like, comes up on his bike. He's like, see? And he, like, just starts talking to us in Danish. And And Janelle moved her feet out. He's like, oh, okay, okay, good, good. And then he, like, sits there and he starts talking to us. It's friendliest, like, (laughs) friendliest. A little, like, eight-year-old or something. Yeah. And he's like, like, 
talking to me and we're like English and he's like Ah, oh, English dance. Dansk. Like, dansk. No English. He's like no, no English. English. Oh, he's like, oh. But he he continues to like talk to us in Danish and like we're just like oh, no, yeah. we don't understand. And he went off with Luke. And yeah, was, they like, played the kid with the kids. They you know. But then he'd come by intermittently and go. Dansk? Dansk? Like English. And then one of his little friends came, or he was walking with one of his little friends one of the times that he came up and did the Dansk joke to us, because it was definitely a joke. Oh, he was playing. Yeah, he was playing messing with Um, us. And and we're like, no, English. And he's like, ah. And then his other friend goes, I know. know." We're like, oh, you speak (laughs) English? And he's all... What are you doing? <laughs> and we're like, we're in a playground. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> so it was like a cute little six, seven-year-old English. You know, they're they're yeah, learning. They have like their English class. We were saying, I was saying it's the equivalent of like what our kids can say in Spanish based right, on their, right. you know, como estas? Exactly. You know? Uno, dos, tres. Like that's about as far as they got, you know. But it was... There he is. Luke, you can count to ten. There Sorry, you go. I shouldn't have stopped at three. There. It was it was a really like fantastic trip to the parks. It showed like they're clean, they're staffed. Yeah, like they had free. they had these paddle boats you can take out on the little lake, and those are free. And they had a whole staff to put those out. The bike thing. They had just a huge like multiple different playgrounds and then big just open grass park we areas. Went to so many playgrounds. It was fantastic. And for that reason, I would really rate Denmark very like family friendly. Like everywhere we went, they had like um, you know, nursing facilities. They had like child, you know, diaper changing stations. They have, you know, bikes for kids to ride in. They have the playgrounds. Um, it was like, so they just have a lot of kid-related things, especially this one castle we went to that was recommended by Jacob. Audrey? Grocery stores are also very cheap there. Oh, are they? <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> How do you know about this? Because you buy it. We, at Netto, we bought a lot of stuff. I do really I like really the Netto, Netto grocery store. They do, That's though. It. At the grocery stores, they have, like, little shopping carts the kids can push uh-huh. around. And it was, it was great. It was a very child-friendly place. And um, Phil will have to tell you a, another story at a later time because our kids are awake. Yeah, remind me, dear listeners, later on to tell you about the one not child friendly thing. The one not child friendly thing that we came across. Um, yeah. But um, is, um, I was going to tell a story about the castle we went to. Oh, the playground. Oh, just like there's many castles in Denmark. We only went to a few of the many. Three. Three is a few. I know, I'm just specifying. And one of them, the the family still lives in parts of In the of castle, it. yeah. Yeah. And um, he made the rest like into like an amusement park, pretty much. But it's not like rides, it's like playground activities. activities. It's very like respectful to the property. Exactly. Gardens that you go through, a hedge maze. Hedge maze. Things like that. You know, 
we, museums. A big, huge playground with like rope swings, and that's where we did like the the thirty foot rope net thing and. They had stilts for the kids to walk on. They had a tree walk where you go up like 50 feet in the trees and walk across yeah. bridges. It was it was amazing. And the, the guy who runs it just must love fun stuff. Because he had like a huge tin toy collection. Yeah, like walking. And what we did a tour, like a, a walking through the castle. Yeah. And he has a suit of armor that he had made for him because he just wanted to have a right, suit of armor. Right. He just seems like a really cool guy. Like, it was very much geared and oriented towards, you know, traveling families. And, um... We would have annual passes there if we lived near there. Exactly. And they were totally affordable. So, yeah. And that's one that Jacob recommended. That is one Jacob recommended. So, thank you, Jacob, for recommending. That was one of our favorite things in Denmark. Although every day... Every day was bigger and better, and it just kept getting amazing. We definitely... Well, we are going back uh, for a couple of days. At the end. At the end, we've got a couple nights there. That's when we're going to do our bike trip, our day trip. Yeah, so... We wanted to do, like, a big bike trip where we just traveled by bike around Denmark, but... Logistically, it was hard to make that happen, so... We're going to have to do that another time. It's a day trip. Um... So back to like chronological order, though. I know we skipped yeah, well, around a bit. Yeah, that, well, that's good. I mean, we can. Let's talk about driving. Well, so yeah, I've been driving you know, everywhere. You've been um, amazing. And you know, the road rules are similar. A lot of the basics are the same, but there are definitely you know unique things to that to each country. Right. Denmark in particular. We talked about the bike things. There's some other like interesting one way like yielding the right-of-way things on obstructed lanes and they have a lot of like places where the road is obstructed and goes down to one lane you have to know about that there's no turn on reds which actually seems to be most of europe um i don't know just a lot of roundabouts you know, roundabouts getting used to that because there's tons of those there and here in italy as well and uh plus it's all stick shifts and you know i drive the truck all the time so i am used to driving stick but it's very different in like a little, you know, what do we have, like a little hatchback sedan type of thing. Right. As opposed to like my old pickup truck. Um, and so, you know, we've got the car and immediately like I have to pull out into a big old road and drive through a, a roundabout at night. at night. And I'm getting used to the stick shift and it's just, it's very challenging. Plus, I don't know all the rules and the bike lanes and everything, but we figured it out. Yeah. And... um it was all just in preparation for how challenging Italy has been because Italy driving is a whole is like the next level. Yeah, it was good practice. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about that at some point, but I'm driving. Just uh, we'll jump ahead since we're talking about driving on the theme. Um, in Italy, we rented a nine passenger van, and it's more like a small bus. It's a bus. Like you know, you it's see like huge. the short yellow buses. It's about that size. The, the nine seats are like airplane. They're bigger than airplane. Right. Seats. Like you guys have like a whole space to each. Person. I sat on a row with mom and dad and me, and we had plenty of room. Yeah. Plus, like a huge back for the luggage. Yeah, and all our luggage fits great. It's so big that when we left the parking garage, there's like a little bar, you know, that shows like how mm-hmm. high you can go. 
and there's only one exit out of the parking yeah, area. Like they have these vans and you in s- there. scrape the roof of the vehicle on the thing as you drive out. It's that close. And luckily, we got a fully insured. Yeah, but that's the only way to get out, and they just have that's ah, close enough. Right. And people are much more aggressive drivers in Italy, and it's you know traffic circle after traffic circle and. People are zipping around. And we heard northern Italy, where we are right now. Is like the more... <laughs> is the, yeah, although we're, we're, gonna, we're down in Pisa, we're kind of in the middle. Yeah, you know, we're, so. we're heading to Rome tomorrow. So, yeah, wish me luck here, guys. So, but you're doing fantastic, and we're all very proud of you. And I think that your mom really likes just kicking back and letting you do I am going to have my dad take some turns yeah we signed him up as a secondary driver but up till now I've done all the driving and it's a manual which I mean a lot of Americans don't know how to do manual yeah (laughs) driving well this one is crazy oh this is funny too speaking of driving so I just finally gotten used to the one in Denmark and we get this one and like reverse is in a different place and it's like up where first gear normally is. And so like we're in this super tight tar- parking space in the parking garage thing and I have to back out of it and as I try to start to back out it like lurches forward. And I'm like oh and I had like probably about a foot of clearance and it lurched forward I had about like 8 inches. I'm like, okay, and I recheck it, and I put it where it shows reverse, and I try it again, and it lurches forward again, and now I'm down to, like, one inch left. If it lurches forward again, I'm going to hit a pole and a vehicle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I have to know what is going on, and we sit and look, and my dad helps me figure out that you actually, there's, like, a little sheath around it, and you have to pull the sheath up and put it over a, a, a fourth lever, a fourth uh, little, like, gear slot, to put it into reverse <laughs> and once i do that then the little reverse camera comes on and i know i can go backwards so i narrowly avoided smashing into a car there. and mom and i were just giggling in delight on the side yeah but we're like we don't want to do it so there's six gears on it too so it's a it's totally different like it's been learning to drive it all over again and well, it's a are you huge bus tell the story the other big driving story of the trip was parking at this hotel oh my gosh like because this is like, I mean, we're literally a block away from like the plaza at the tower. Yeah. Leading tower. It's there. You which is super see it great. from the street. And we booked a thing where we got free parking at this hotel. But it's on like a busy street, you know. Uh-huh. We're like, where are they going to have us park? So I found a spot like around the corner where I could pull up to the curb to, so you guys could run in and check us in and we get in there and they're like okay well we need to get your car like it can't be parked there and they sent me with like their guy that like helps with parking and i'm like all right well i don't know where he's gonna have me park so it's on like a one-way street mm-hmm. so there's a one-way street going down one way and then there's a left-hand turn and we're parked like on that other one-way street down there so the guy's like okay we'll just back up here and there's a closer spot along there and i thought he was just having me back into that spot Nope. So I backed up there, and he's like, okay, now pull out this way. And he has me pull out, like, perpendicular across blocking the one-way street. Meanwhile, he's just holding his hand up and stopping traffic, and people are honking. Smaller, like, scooters and motorcycles and bikes are cutting around <laughs> I'm me. I'm so glad I wasn't in the car. And they're, like, zipping. And, and Matthew and Mom can confirm, because they were in the car. They're zipping around. And then he has me, like, Austin Powers, so that now I'm facing backwards. <laughs> 
on the one-way street. It was street. not a big street. No, I mean, it was a busy street, but not a large street. Right, because it's the and street. And it's a right huge bus, so I have to do, like, three or four little things to flip it around each time. And so now there's, like, a like a little triangle, like, island sort of thing in the middle. It's not raised, though, and he's standing on that, blocking traffic. But, of course, the smaller vehicles are zipping around, around me as I'm facing backwards on this one-way street. And then he has me pull back around, and he's like, okay, pull into this. Like, there's a little gate there, and it's a super small gate. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. There's cars parked all along. There's just a little opening. So I get, I have to turn real wide because this is a huge bus. And I get it pointed right at the gate. And Mom and Matthew point out, like, that's not a tall enough gate. We're not going to fit through that gate. And I'm like, you, oh, my gosh, you're right. So Matthew tells the guy, oh, it's too high. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll open this other gate. Here, come back this way. So I've already, I'm faced backwards right. on this one-way street, and I've, started to pull into this so now i have to do like an even more austin powers i was like a quarter of an inch away from hitting these cars as i'm like trying to flip back around to go again on the other way in the one-way street i finally get it flipped around and then he's opened this other gate and i have to swing real wide to get in it and again matthew mom can confirm i had an eighth of an inch on either side of the mirrors that would like hit this 500 year old wrought iron gate that i'm driving through right right but I made it through by the grace of God alone. Right. I didn't hit anything or anyone or the fence. And then we pulled down, and they just have us park in this little gravel area. We'll park like right in front of the hotel. Right in front of the hotel, because that's where... I guess normally parking isn't included, but somehow we like did a thing online. I got online. a deal. I got a deal. And like, they, they were real cool. They knew. They're like, oh, we see that parking was included with your booking. So they were, they've been awesome here. We tipped that guy five pounds or five, five euros because yeah. uh, he, um, I mean, he got me to do it. I didn't, I would never have like even thought I could do it that. It was worth the five euros so, for holding out the traffic for goodness. you guys. My goodness. So it was scary. All right. So, so that's in Italy. We're back to Denmark now. That's the driving slash. That's driving, so, yes. It's nuts. Um, the when we first came into Denmark, we rented the car, and then it was late at night. Um, we drove up to um, what was it called? Uh, well, the the name of the place we stayed at was Sangtalin. I can't remember the actual like town, what the name of it was, but straight up north from Copenhagen, all the way to the coast, right. to the northern coast. And we stayed right by, like, walking distance from the North Sea, the ocean up there. Um, and it was so cool. It was amazing. It was, it's like a, it's a hostel, part hostel, part campground, part kind of hotel. The rooms that we got, we, it was basically like a little apartment. Yeah, like. We had two rooms downstairs, two rooms plus a dining area, a kitchen, a loft. a loft, and then a, a private bathroom. And we only paid, like. I want to say like one hundred fifty dollars a night for this huge. Yeah, like place. huge, huge place. Plus, we had like a patio and a full kitchen, and um, it had great playgrounds and stuff at this place. And like that's where the troll, no, not troll, Viking. The Viking, forest, yeah. So forest was. So we set out. She the the lady told us like how to walk down to the to the sea, and we're walking through this forest, and we see this little thing that says. It, there's a sign that says start and points off to this little side but trail. But the rest of the sign had, like, been broken off, like... So it, we, yeah, we follow this trail down, and we come across this amazing, like, preserved Viking encampment. There's a little hut. There's all these carvings, and... 
It's very whimsical. It's just, I mean, it, it looks like something right out of the, the history of, you know, Danish Viking history. And it just, it was incredible. All these carvings. We went all through the forest. They're peppered all around. All these different, um, there was even like the remains of a ship. Um all is just incredible. These posts, a, a carving of a, a Viking sword, like stuck into the ground at an angle, just just amazing. So we walked down to the shore and did this whole thing and came back. And when we came back past the front desk, we went in and just had to ask, you know, the lady. And I said, you know what? What's the? Is there any history behind the you know, the Viking village? And and she's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I thought maybe she wasn't understanding what I was saying, but she spoke perfect Maybe English. she didn't know about it. Like, we stumbled right, upon like, something. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was describing, like, we found this Viking village. There's the carvings and the hut and everything. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. And we're like, oh, it's just right. I showed her pictures. Yeah, she showed the pictures. Well, no, first, she didn't, she, uh, we showed her on the map, remember? You didn't oh, show right, a picture. Right. She's like, I don't know what you mean. And so we got out the map and I pointed to where it was. Like, oh, right here, right off the property. And she's like, Oh, you mean the playground? <laughs> and we're like, oh. So turns out the ancient ruins that we found were a playground from like the 80s. Right. So, But as far as we were concerned, they were amazing artifacts. So. Yeah. It was um, a beautiful area. Perfect to recover from our jet lag. Yeah, it's very just relaxed. We went down. Um, later, we went over to another part of on the shore where that's where they had the troll forest, some cool, like, right. twisted trees and stuff, and we went on a great hike over there. We did not see any trolls. Got an ice cream. This is an interesting observation, too, about Denmark. As far as, like, fast food goes, it's not a lot. I don't think they eat out much. No. It's very expensive it very to expensive. eat out. Even, like, they have McDonald's and Burger Kings, and even things like You're that like are... 30 bucks, 30 Yeah, for, like, food. just... Something that you would pay 10 bucks for right. here, you know. Um, but the grocery stores are more affordable, you know. Still expensive. Right. But much more reasonable. So, but the other thing they have a ton of everywhere in Denmark is pizza. Yeah. Like, everywhere. They just, I think they really like pizza. I'm not sure, like, how that came about. And we didn't but even, like, want to get a lot of pizza in Denmark because... We are right. We're coming to we're in Italy, for right? Twenty days here, but we wound up getting it twice because that was the only option in some of, of these like remote places open. we went. Or yeah, so we wound up getting pizza twice. Um, <laughs> anyway, it just I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the history of that is. Maybe they just really like pizza. So after we, but there was this one. There was this one fight we had. Oh, that's true. We could do an out-of-order so, fights, huh? Let's do an out-of-order fights. Um, yeah. Well, this was like when we were all struggling with jet lag. and I'd, so crazy. I had tried to warn everyone because I'm the one that had gone the most recently and dealt with it, I guess. And but it's a nine-hour time change for us. Right. It's it's a real thing. Jet lag is real. It's really tough to to acclimate. And it was the end of our first full day. Everyone was getting cranky. And um, we we were going to do another hike, but I said, let's go get food first. And Phil's like, well, there's an ice cream place right here. Why don't we just get ice cream? No, I didn't say get ice cream. We were down by the shore, and I said, 
let's you know, let me check out what they have there because I thought maybe they had sandwiches or something. It, it was a little yeah, food you shop. got out of the car. So I went over and checked, and they didn't have sandwiches, but they did have like waffles that they put like ice cream and whipped cream and tra- like, strawberries let's on it and just stuff. Get waffles for dinner. No, I didn't say for dinner. I said let's get some waffles to tide us over so we can go on the hike that we're here by. And then we can go get dinner later. And then Matthew and I are like, we want real food. You guys are so grumpy about it, and I'm like, fine. Fine, let's go drive. We'd just driven like 20 minutes down to the shore to do this. So we had to drive 20 minutes back into town, found a pizza place, well, so that was, was all that was to open. Close. Yeah, but we had groceries and stuff too. Because originally we were just going to eat sandwiches. But you guys were like, no, we want to go out for real food. <laughs> so I'm like, fine. And then the kids were like, Daddy, you said we could get ice cream. And I'm like, Uncle Matt and Mom said we can't get it. <laughs> and you were like, so we get okay. to the ice cream Your place. Your version of you being the delightful, whimsical, waffle fairy. And let's we asked the kids earlier with my parents, and they confirmed that um, I was the one that was calm, and you guys were the grumpy no. ones. No, Audrey said they oh, were Oh, they calm. said they were the calmest, but of the adults, I was the calmest. Anyway. Anyway, so then we went over and got the pizza, and as we're in the parking <laughs> During, lot, before we get in... No, no, it was while we were eating it. Yeah. I remember it was at the table. Matt was, like, almost in tears, and he's like... <laughs> I know that we said we didn't want the ice cream right then, but I'd really like to get ice cream at some point. Can we get it later? I'm like, that's fine. I wanted to get it in the first place. You guys are the ones that wanted real food. So we wound up going back and getting the ice cream later. I was the only one who got a waffle with ice cream on top. You guys made us get real food. It was all excellent. The Danish ice cream is amazing. It is. And the guy at the airport told us Danish ice cream is the best ice cream. It really it was super great. It's fantastic. But Italian gelato is amazing, yeah. and that's the best gelato. So that was our fight seggy. Um, moving back on to my vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. All right. So that was a lovely first place to be yeah. and recover from our jet lag. We went to bed that night after we had the ice cream debacle at like 6.30pm and didn't wake up till the next morning. We all felt a little better then. And I, throughout the whole thing I kept saying, you guys, we're all having jet lag That's, and we're all feeling this way and the kids at various times definitely felt the effects of it as right, well. Right. Um, but we, we were Recovered. more or less synced up with the time now. Kind of. We are awake here at It's like 11 o'clock right now, yeah. So so we traveled from there across the whole country, uh, practically all the way up to Kolding. Um, But along the way, that's when we went to Fredericksburg Castle, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, We were in Kolding. I'm glad you made us go back. Yeah, because... We'd already passed This was another one of your little... uh, um, I will just say it was one of your jet lag fights because you like, no, I don't want to turn back. We passed it by 10 minutes. And I'm like, we came to Europe to see castles and stuff. And you're like, no, we already missed it. I'm not backtracking. And so I like pulled over and convinced you to do it. And then we spent like all day there and it was amazing. It was amazing. Totally worth it. I'm glad you talked me down. Yes. I chalk it up to jet lag. I know that's what you're dealing with. But I'm like, so if I miss one exit, we don't get to see, like, Europe anymore? Nope. <laughs> I don't want to miss it like that. Um, so we, we went... We talked about what we... We went to that playground. So on our first full day in Colding, 
We uh, walked all the way down the downtown area, which was just beautiful. We saw we saw a building that was six hundred years old. Uh, yeah, it was it like almost six hundred years old. In it from the the cannonball was like uh, it was from a war that was something like two hundred years ago, and or like a battle that they had, and the cannonball got stuck in the wall, and they left it as part of the architecture. Now they just painted Sweet. around it. Um, just some really great history. That's where we saw another castle there and um, walked around that and stuff. And then we're like, well, and I had kind of kept this in the back of my mind that we might do this, but we were about an hour from the border to Germany. There's a really cool town just across the border, and I was like, let's go there. So in the evening, we drove down and crossed over into Germany and got dinner at a beer garden in Germany. It was the number one rated place. And it was so great. In Flensburg. We got schnitzel and pretzels. And meatballs. Oh, man, it was so good. Um, The funny thing was, so when I ordered, I just ordered a water. And the guy joked, and he's like, oh, you mean German water, beer, right? And I was like, ah, ha, ha, no. And we all got water or soda. You and forgot, though. I did. I, I made the error and forgot that they charge just as much for water as they do soda. So if you want to get a soda, you might as well get a soda. But that's fine. <laughs> the I, beer was cheaper than the, the soda. The beer was cheaper than the soda. But it's fine. It doesn't kill me to drink water sometimes, you know. Um, but Matthew, like partway through, he's like, you know, I'm not driving. And I should. we're in Germany. I should get we're at a beer garden. I should get a beer, right? So we're like, yeah, fine, get a beer, you know. So, so he, we got the house beer. Yeah, he got the house beer, and the guy was all excited that he ordered it, you know. And But he ordered, they have two sizes. There's a small one and a big one. He's like, well, I'll just get the small one. Matthew's, you know, obviously not a big drinker, and so he just wanted to try it, you know. Right. So he ordered the small one. And Matthew, uh, well, so the guy came out, and he had this, this whole big tray, um, this huge thing. That he was bringing. Uh, that he was bringing, like, to the whole patio, because we were eating on the patio, and he had, like, 20 beers on there. Most of which were the large size, and there's one small one, and that was Matthew's. And and he looked at Matthew, and he's like, "Like, which one is for you?" And Matthew, and this is a different guy, you know, than for me, who we ordered it from. And Matt's like, "Oh, that one." He's like, "Oh, oh," and I don't know what he said in German, but I'm pretty sure it translated to, "Oh, you oh, got the baby, baby beer." beer you baby. And, oh, ha, 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 and he laughs at it, and Matthew takes it, and like, I mean, Matthew's a big, tall guy, so it looks like tiny in his hands, and he laughs, <laughs> and then goes over to all the other guys and gives them the big beers, the big... and there's much revelry, and it was pretty funny. It was pretty amazing. So I'm glad we went down there. Oh, also because it was like right on the harbor. We were walking along, and Audrey spotted, like, thousands of jellyfish all swimming in the harbor. So we watched those for a while. So we saw German jellyfish. That was cool. And I almost got hit by a bus Uh because the buses go, like, the opposite direction of traffic. So I looked the one way, but I didn't look the other way. And And you had Audrey's hand. I had Audrey's hand, and I stepped, like, halfway out. And then Matthew or you or I don't know who, someone shouted at me, fell. And I pulled back just in time for a giant bus to swerve by. But... Again, from the opposite direction. It was an electronic direction. bus too, so it was quiet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it was no, it was like it was like having a, a electric car pull up behind you. Like I didn't even hear it coming. So that was crazy. But also walking around the town down there, it was just so beautiful and old and just delightful. Just the history is great. And we noticed the architecture of. The area we were in in Denmark was very similar to German architecture. Yeah, it's like fort- it changed from grass 
covered roofs to more of the German Yeah, sort look. of a Bavarian style. Yeah. The further you get down that peninsula towards Germany. So that was interesting to see. But the next day we went to Legoland, Billund. Yeah, you got your uh, some of your early first perks My of the trip. My first comp of the trip. And uh, for your My Vacation Pants blog. Yeah. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we have so had passes better. yeah, into California, and it's... We're always like... Eh. It's fun. Like, we always have fun with it, but the one in Denmark, like, it pales so in comparison to the, much the, better. the California one. pales in comparison. Like, first of all, it has some big roller coasters and stuff. It has, like, a really good, like, thrill ride that... Um, what is it called? Was it the North Pole area? It was area? like the Arctic thing. Yeah, like it did something I've never seen in a roller coaster. Or at least I've never experienced it. It does this big like looping around. It doesn't go upside down, but you know, good like thrill roller coaster. And then it stops at one point like you're inside a mountain and there's a video playing over you where it shows like some Lego guys working in an ice like cave. cave. And one of them drops their hammer and it clinks to the ground and then it cracks as if like it's cracking the ice. And all of a sudden the entire roller coaster train drops, drops like a drop ride and then drops down to a lower level and hooks up with the track and then continues on the rest of the roller coaster. That was the one that you couldn't go on, Luke. Luke has a hard time because he's our little thrill seeker and he's just too short to go on some of the big ones. He'll get there. He'll get there. He got to go on a lot of good stuff, but that was one they didn't let him do. Yeah. But it just, it was so much, they had a haunted house thing. Yeah. Like a huge. With a mirror room. Yeah, it felt like a carnival, like fun house type of thing. They had a whole western town. The western town was amazing. So funny. Because it was built, it was based on like the American West. (laughs) And the music they played was so awesome because it was Butterfly basically... Butterfly Kisses. Yeah, it was any, like, American songs, I guess, they had license for. Butterfly Kisses, <laughs> Teach Your Children Well, Teach Your Children. Like, the hippie songs, like, in a Western town. But I guess if you're not from the United States, that's just acoustic sounding stuff in West, you know. And you could roast loaves of bread over the fire. Yeah, you know, like in the Old West. we do that in the West. I don't know. It was it was amazing. It was just so great seeing like their vision of what the cowboy Ameri- stuff is. You right, know? American West is like. Um, it was huge. It was huge. Way bigger. Way more stuff. The Disneyland was we huge. We thought like, oh, we didn't even know if we spent a full day there, but it, we closed it out. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't get to go on everything, but we saw mostly everything we wanted to see. Oh, Audrey's gonna chime in. There was a Lego Friends Miniland. Oh, yes, there was a Lego Friends Miniland. I'm excited about the Lego Friends Miniland. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Me and my girls. We're best friends forever. Um, we got to see um, the X-Wing that used to be in the California one. Right. So that was fun. I don't know, just, it was, it was such a different, Everybody like, was so nice. Oh, yeah. Again. The other thing is, oh, they have a, how could I forget this? They have a Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff ride. Yeah. That is, like, awesome. Gold. It's gold. I videoed, like, the whole thing. It's, and some of the scenes, like, very specifically are, like, knockoff yeah. from Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was super great. One of the most fun things about it, though, is that the ride operators 
all carry around like foam swords and a part of like going on the rides with them is they like stab you they and stab the children saw off their arms and <laughs> slap them and stuff so like there's one where you it's like you pull sit in a seat and you pull a rope and it pulls you up the tower because using right. pulleys you know and if you don't pull up fast enough, he'll come around and stab you or slap your feet. And then you let go and it lets you fall back down and he slaps at him again. And it's this whole game. That stuff would never happen in the United yeah. States because everyone, I mean, someone would sue because they, like, hit their kid with a foam sword, you right. know. So much fun, though. He also says, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, he tells them to hurry up. Oh, the, our kids loved it. He came over and, like, stabbed him when they were the in the line and stuff. come back down from the tower after he stabbed him once. But there's so much more, like, interactive and just fun. And you could st- stand up on the boat. Like, yeah. you could just stand up on a just boat. Just walk around. Like, on a boat ride they had, you could just walk around on it. Like, the one in California, you have to sit down with a... It's the same thing as they have in California, but you have to sit down with a lap belt, and they lock you in in that one. Right. And here, you just got to walk around and do do the thing. It was... It was wonderful, and I will definitely be writing them a good review. Yeah. And um, that led us and prepared us for... The castle the next day. We talked about a bit, the one with the the big uh, play area and stuff, the museums. It was just so, so much fun. And um, so much history and so beautiful and totally a different kind of experience. Yeah, but equally, like dangerous in a fun way you know right oh audrey wants to chime in again here they had a maze yes they had a big hedge maze which is cool like alice in wonderland style well since we just watched labyrinth with the kids like they were super into it yeah it was great um one more thing at that place they had this really funny um their like version of the scary haunted thing was they had dracula's crypts and it was it was in this building that used to house like livestock we're pretty sure it was in the place where they, like, kept hay, like, the food and stuff in there. Right. It was, like, this old stone part of it, you know. It was kind of musty and dank. And they're like, what are we going to do with this? And they turned it into, like, a spooky thing. And they had a little, like, a... They liked their spooks. Yeah, they had a little, like, grave with the gra- Dracula in it. And it would, like, go, ha, 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 ha. And it was, like, totally dark. You had to walk in and, like, feel on the walls. And Matthew and I only went to it, but it was pretty fun. That's awesome. So the next day, then, we traveled to... To meet um, Mom and Dad and Melissa and Amy. No, you forgot one in the middle. After Legoland, I have to tell this. Where do we stay? Um, oh, Middlefart. Yes, we stayed in the town of Middlefart, which our How friend Jacob that we yeah, met we from Denmark... We weren't sure if we could laugh at it, but Jacob is the one who brought it up to us. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's a town you're going to like. It's got a funny name. And we're like... What is it? And he's like, middle fart. And we're like, yes, yes we're, we're staying, staying there. there. He said they thought it was funny, too. So so we just, as soon as we saw the name middle fart, we knew we had to stay there. And it was wonderful. It was Beautiful. like a classic hotel. It looked like a castle. There's this really nice guy at the hotel. And we were, and we were there for Mommy's birthday. And he, like, he, like, when we meet, Luke and Daddy were getting ice cream. Like he, like he put hot cocoa into these big glasses, and then he put ice cream in, and then like asked what my favorite toppings were, and we said rainbow sprinkles, and he put rainbow sprinkles on it, and like the rest of us did it, and it was so good. I didn't do it. It was, 
yeah, they they had free ice cream like all the time. You yeah. could get as much as you want and soft we, ice. Soft it's ice. called soft ice. So yeah. we had a good little birthday celebration for you. It was the best birthday. I loved it. He also put a, a little umbrella in. Yes, he made it very special. So middle fart and and then for your birthday slash a little date. We went to a Burger, Burger King. King. And it had free refills. Yeah, I think Burger King is the only place in Denmark that has free refills. No, we only went there. We wanted to go to a restaurant, but everything closed early in these little towns. Yeah. And we got there late. So Burger King it was. Yeah, that was all. That was it. Because we didn't have time. The grocery store is closed, too. We were going to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And just get, like, food to make dinner. And that was closed already. So that was all we could find. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt. So we got a Whopper. But actually, the free refill thing, it was funny because we were, like, sitting in there. And I'm like, has anybody else refilled their cup? Because they have the station, the soda station, the soda fountain station. But I, like, made Phil look. I'm like, just, like, look. No one else Nobody else refills. Nope, he threw away his drink. Nope, he threw away. So I'm like, I'm just going to ask. And I went up and asked. I'm like, do you? can we get refills? But refills wasn't, like, a word she understood. And I'm like, like, can I fill my drink again? And she's like, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> like, like, I was asking her to do it for me. So We just wanted funny. to make sure. Yeah, I just didn't want to go against the rules, so... So the next day we traveled to Copenhagen, we met up with my parents and my sisters who came, um, and that was mostly just like, um, I mean, that was the day that we did the castle, and then we went and got a, like a Danish buffet that night, Yeah. again, that was the one thing that was open late, but it was actually really good and had some good Danish food. And then the next day we went to the Tivoli. The Tivoli, which Jacob also told us about. Yeah, because we've been calling it Tivoli Gardens. So, first of all, he mentioned that we're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> and, um, you know, nicely, That's like of course. A band. Well, the like garden a- is like the guard. It's, 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 it doesn't mean garden like planting stuff. Right. So, it's the guard, and it's, you know, the, the group of people who march along as a guard, right. you know? And so. It refers to, like, the parades they would do through there. The marching band, right. essentially, you know. And so, I guess they've just, just, from what we've been able to piece together, I think they just kind of adopted the gardens and the, For the, Americans. the English websites say Tivoli Gardens. Right. But it just says Tivoli there. It's not right. gardens because that's not what it is, so... But it was incredible. This is the place that Walt Disney visited before he did uh, Disneyland and was inspired. Just four years before. Right. And some of the things there are like, whoa, he just like wholesale stole these things. Yeah, like Legoland may have ripped him off in the Pirates of the Caribbean one, but Walt ripped them off. They have a Matterhorn, (laughs) like... We rode the Matterhorn right. that was there before. Why has this not been talked about? I don't about? know. It's called the roller coaster, and it's the most amazing thing. It is. It's the oldest or one of the oldest. I think it might be the second oldest roller coaster, roller coaster that's still in existence. Wooden roller coaster. I think it was 1915 is when it was built. And it didn't originally have the the mountain on the outside, but it was put in for the 100th anniversary of the park. Oh, yeah, because the park is like 175 years old. Yeah. It's the, one of the oldest amusement parks in the world. And 
what's cool is the way it's driven there's actually a driver in the middle of the cart and he has to brake <laughs> he brakes. He has to use the brakes so that it doesn't like go off the rails so there's a driver these guys take turns and they all day long they drive Rain the roller, roller coasters, coasters. And it's like they are such daredevils. Like they don't buckle in; they stand up on it. They have like a little mm-hmm. seat they lean back in for the hard turns, but then they're standing up. And they have like they take pictures on the ride, like you know you can look at their pictures at the end. And like on one of them, the guy like leaned over upside down so that he was like smiling next to the person in the <laughs> camera, like as they went by with like an upside down face. He would turn around and pose for pictures from people behind. The kids, like, that go there a lot know, like, when... They jump on the train as it's As it's, like, yeah. If, oh, they got there just in time, they hop on it as it's about to pull out of the train, out of the station. Or, and when it gets back to the station, the second it gets to the thing, they hop out, even if it's still moving fast. Right. So they can jump around and run around and go on it again. And it's the Matterhorn, like, the mountain. Yeah, you go... You go through a little cave area where there's, like, a, you know, climbing expedition... You go through the mountains. It's it's the Matterhorn, right? Um, it was it, that was one of the highlights. Seriously, they had some right. great dark rides as well. All kinds of roller coasters. You know, some of the things are newer things, obviously, but some of the just the decorations. Another one though that was totally well ripped off was their Hans Christian Andersen like dark ride because the you go through. Like, you're in um, a haunted mansion, like, vestibules. Yeah, but we don't know, like, when that oh, was Oh, I guess put we in. don't that know. That might be a newer it. one. The ones we do know is the Matterhorn. Yeah. There's also a big pirate ship boat that looks exactly like the one that Unless used to be in Fantasyland. on. That's a restaurant, just like that right. one was. Um, other ones that are possible. The whale. There's a big whale with an open mouth. But see, we don't know what the timeline on all of them was. Like, what was there? We know the mountain, the Matterhorn, was there when he was there. Well, what about that um, minor ride? Oh, yeah. Like, the, there's a because dark that, ride. that is copied technology, you know, with the boat and the yeah. animatronics. We're going to have to do more reading. Because there's there was just a lot of things that were like, oh, this is a Disneyland. And, too. and we know Walt went and took extensive yeah. notes. They have it like the park's really clean. Everybody's really nice, and um, they had some really great shows. We saw like a pantomime show, yeah, ballet, and a really unique feature they have is that you um, can get five. Uh, crown for picking up trash, like picking up cups and recycling them. Yeah, they pay you to pick up the trash, basically. So we saw kids like running around like, picking ew, up trash. Why are they touching other people's trash? It's because they get money to. And to that, do, that works out to like I don't know seventy cents or something. So it's a pretty good turnaround. But it keeps the trash off the ground, right? So I don't know. It's very smart. All right, Audrey. They also had an amazing fun house. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Audrey. They had, like, an old-school carnival funhouse. With the barrels that flip you upside down. Spinning floors, moving floors. Tried to flip upside down. He didn't quite make it. He tumbled down. You can post that video if you want. I probably will. The moving stair things, slides. I mean, it was... They had a bridge that went up and down. Like, it made a triangle shape, and then it went down. And, like, 
like dipped in and like went up and down again and again and it was crazy. It was a dream of mine. I've always been obsessed with uh, boardwalks and old uh-huh. carnivals and things like that and I've never gotten to go into something like this and it was absolutely incredible. So, so much fun. Um, I don't think that they, I know they used to be in the United States but I don't think we have these anymore. No. And it was just I so cool. seen one in years. It was the first time we'd been in a big city on this whole trip, and I would definitely recommend you go to it if anyone yeah. gets there. It was so, 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 so cool. And another thing, just to uh, an observation that we made about Denmark, we were all around in different parts of the country, and the entire time we never came across another American until... No, until we got until, to the... Well, Legoland, we saw one American family in Legoland, and that's kind of on the far end. Right. And then once we were in the Tivoli... There was, you know, a bunch of tourists. There was, like, whole cruise ships that had, like, their day excursions there right. and stuff. So we did see a few more, not a ton, but a few more American families there. I don't think a whole lot of Americans visit. Yeah, but they should. But it's, they really should. It's and so, like, everybody speaks English. Like, it, it's a very good, like, start to yeah, it's a our good adventure because we... Because now that we're in Italy, very few people do, and... Fortunately, between my dad and my brother and I, we know enough Spanish and bits of Italian that we've right. been able to communicate some. Um, you know, the big tourist places like Pisa haven't been a problem. But right. when we went to, like, our first little small town, like, tiny little Italian village mom right. and pop restaurant, they spoke no English. They found the one guy they in They found town the one guy. Oh, we'll get him. He yeah. speaks English. And he, like, was it, like, you like pasta? You like pizza? Okay, here. And that was it. I mean, he right. has the words that he knew, and it was just enough. But we didn't know the word for anchovies. Yeah, and we learned that, that we probably should have known what that was, because we wound <laughs> up getting that. Still, the food here is so absolutely it's incredible. so good. Well, the last day in, in Denmark, though, um, we went on a couple of other things. We did a boat tour on the canals through the big city. Right. That was kind of our chance to just see an overview of... It was very touristy, but we saw a lot in a short amount of time. Saw the Little Mermaid statue. Yeah. A few other things like that. Right. And then we went to the aquarium, the National Aquarium afterwards. And that was like the best aquarium. Like, yeah. They had the best displays I've ever seen. Visually stunning architecture. And like, but all the displays, this was more exciting for me and the kids because I could just yeah. do that all day. But... Each tank had a whole list on these little digital touchscreens of every fish that's in there. And then you could tap the fish and it had, like, you know, information about it, where it lives, how big it is, what it eats, pictures of it. And so you could identify it. It was like a Where's Waldo hunt. Here comes the fish bumped against the glass. We heard it and it was crazy. Oh, yeah, the arapaimas. They have these giant arapaimas. And it was eating, and it, like, slammed into the glass to catch a piece of food. So that was kind of crazy. It's really cool. <laughs> and then that was it. And, of course, it had a playground. It had a playground, a great and playground. And the animals like, videos for fat. Yeah, they even had little videos on the touchscreens, yeah. Where you could do, like, kitchen stuff, like, guess about foods. And- yeah, a lot of interactive displays. It's very educational. And that's kind of where we wrapped it up. We went back and then we flew out very early the next day to Italy. Yeah. Uh, we will be coming back to Denmark later on in this trip. And I hope again sometime on vacation because it was super awesome. It was amazing. Um, what was great about the flight to Italy is that 
the moment we got on the plane, it was all like Italian crew and everything. It was an instant culture change, yeah. like, like from night and day. And the the great beginning to it, because I I grew up in an Italian family. I'm only a quarter Italian, really, but my grandpa is 100% Italian, yeah. and my dad's a half Italian, you know. And really, Sicilian. Sicilian, Because I yeah. learned from Rick Steves that they don't call themselves Italian. They call themselves Sicilian. <laughs> True. And there's a lot of dialects and things which we've been learning about. But my, at least on my dad's side, you know, I mean, my grandpa's 100% Italian. My great-grandparents or first generation, you know, came over to America, like, through Ellis Island, and I, I knew them. So family gatherings there, we ate pasta that they made, and we they spoke Italian, and, you know, I don't know much of it, but that culture is very familiar to me. It's definitely the cultural heritage that I've got the most experience with. Right, you know, even though of, you are part Danish. Too. Absolutely, yeah, my mom's side is Danish, and maybe it's just because the Danish side is was too polite to, like, impose that upon me, because <laughs> right. the Italian side is, oh, I mean, right. we talk loud when we're in a group, it's all of us, not yelling at each other, but everyone's vying for attention right. or whatever, and it's been so fun in Italy to see that side of it, because I think in Denmark, when the nine of us stood around and were talking, people were, like, looking at us, like, right. oh, look at that loud family, like in the Tivoli, for instance. But Here in Italy, right we're, in. like, the quiet people, you know? <laughs> like, right. And, oh, man. So going out to the airplane, um, we it was, like, one of those ones where you walk on the tarmac and go up the stairs. There was just these two kids that... Like the mom let their hand go, you know, let them go, and they ran under the rope under the plane and got like right below the jet Jets. engine that was still spinning. And then they ran back over, and like the lady, and she's an Italian lady that worked for the airline, came out and grabbed the kids and pulled them under the rope. And the mom, like, well, like, she came up to me like they were my kids. And I'm like, like, oh, no, nope, not those. Are not my kids. And so the, finally she found the mom and she gave them, and I, I couldn't understand it because she spoke Danish, but she was definitely Italian. She, she gave, gave him, him a lashing. The lashing of a lifetime. Like, just went wailing on her. And I, I've just seen enough Italian arguments, and it just was like, oh, my goodness. It just, we're in a new place. And then the plane, the, the, all the guys were Italian, and it just was it was loud and boisterous and fun, <laughs> and, and it's just so different. And, again, not, not to say better or worse, just different. a completely different culture already. And ever since then, you know, being in Italy... Uh, we flew in yesterday morning, drove all the way down from uh, Milan in the so far, much, far north. So much food. Oh. So much good food. We've eaten like crazy. I'm going to gain some pounds I on this. I seriously had the best pasta of my life last night. Yeah. It was so good. Well, and they were great. We stopped at this little tiny village and ate at this mom and pop place. And so we communicated enough that, you know, we told what we wanted and she's... Said, no, that's not enough. That's for three yeah. people. You got nine people. And she made us order more <laughs> food, food she which made is us so order. Italian. My great-grandma used to scoop food into my mouth if we wouldn't eat it. Manja feel. And put the spoon up and scoop it in if you didn't eat enough, right? So then she brought out, and, like, the pizzas were, like, like, oh, my gosh, enormous. this is going to cost a fortune. There was nine of us. We got two pizzas and two things of pasta. We couldn't eat it all. And we're big folk. Yeah. And we had leftovers, and the whole entire thing was what, like forty? Yeah. For all of us, yeah. for nine of us, and it was some of the best food that I've ever had. I was legitimately teary yeah. that I ate my first pizza yeah. in Italy. I have that video too. It was amazing. 
Oh, Luke wants to chime in. And they also had really good moose. Really good what? Moose. Oh, they had good moose? Oh, at the at the buffet, you mean? Oh, yeah. Um, Luke's been getting some bug bites. It's a little more humid here. A little more mosquitoes. And uh, there's some mosquitoes. So he's poor guy's been having some allergic reactions. Well, anyway, we went down and walked to the Pisa Plaza last night from our hotel, which, as we mentioned, is very close. And um, got some of the classic Leaning Tower pictures, which I'm sure we'll post some of those in there in our uh, Facebook group. And then today we did a big extensive walk all through the city. It was great. Um, went on a tour, like a walking tour through the Pisa. The Pisa and then also through the cathedral next to yeah. the Thanks to Phil for nabbing the last free tickets of the day. My vacation shorts hooked us up on that. So we walk into the cathedral and it says you have to like dress appropriately. And I'm wearing like, I was wearing like a pair of culottes and a shirt. And um, I had walked past and then they had stopped Melissa because she was wearing like a halter dress and they like stopped her and said she had to wear like this um i don't know what was it he called it something he's all it's like a poncho he said that he's all it's like a poncho they're like little those little hospital scrubs yeah yeah so you have to like wear it over you if you are dressed inappropriately so he's putting it on melissa and then he like looks at me he's like you too (laughs) yeah i had to wear a poncho i guess like he didn't notice at first, but there was a part of my shirt that's, like, see-through, like, in the chest region. So, his job all day is to check out ladies, check out ladies to make sure. And I was all, I was a little, like, like fired up, like, oh, I'm sure they don't do this to men. But then I was walking around and a guy had to wear one because he was wearing a tank top. So I was like, okay. So they're equal. I feel better. They, Phil they said he went and paid the... <laughs> I, I told the guy at the front, like, please put one on this guy with a tank top or else my wife is going to just have words. You know? I was dressed very modestly. So it was sad I had to wear a scrub in the cathedral. It's too hot. I'll have to dress a little more appropriately when we do cathedral walks. Um, we also saw like a, a great like Italian fight out in the streets. Oh my gosh! I was videoing around in this little plaza, and this guy, from what we could tell, he went and like stole something out of the little street stand. Mm-hmm. And the other guy that was there, like they caught him, a couple guys, and they were yelling at each other. And the guy was like pushed him, and then the guy that owned the shop got like this big wooden dowel, like I don't know, an inch and a half wooden dowel, and broke it over he the guy's it head. Or they're yelling the in p- Italian at each other. The piece of dowel bounced down the street like about. <laughs> three or four feet from us and they, as they like were running after him and we like kind of just you know casually like, started making our way away by the shirt i got some well they were like slapping and stuff too slapping each other and just some great yelling and then we saw them we saw a the same guy later, later on stealing from stealing and the other guy didn't slap a stick over him though no, but, but he was he yelling, yelling at him chased him away so he's not a very good thief because he got caught twice twice in the same view. day but um beautiful though and Again, I just it felt like a very authentic experience. It's almost like when you go to an old West town and they reenact like gunfights, you know. Yeah, maybe the, that guy just does. I think it maybe so he's just a reenactor full, of like a hell. Oh, the gonna... full Italian experience. I think that might be what it was. So tomorrow we head down to Rome 
Wish us luck yeah. in our nine-passenger van. Who knows when we'll um, be recording again? We'll, and who knows when I get this edited? This might be after we get back. I don't know. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted, and we'll be filling you in as we go along. Yeah. This is good. It's been a while. Yeah. It's a long so. episode, but, you know, we got it. We had to keep you guys up to date. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode. We uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, please hit us up on Facebook. Join our Facebook group because we'll post a lot of pictures in there of the, our various adventures. Um, MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. Or you can use our contact form at MandarinOrangeShow.com if you guys want to write us in. Although at this point, um, you know, don't be upset if it takes us a while to get to it because... We are uh, on, on deep vacation mode, and we'll be deep, gone for another deep. few weeks. So. It's like the deepest vacation of the modes. Yeah. So I think it's going to do anything else, you know? MyVacationPants.com. All right. Thank you, guys. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to. Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.